All right, today we're going to go deep. A lot of times when we want to lose weight, there are, you know, the normal reasons. You want to feel better, you want to feel healthier, you want to fit into your clothes, and you want to feel confident, you know, etc. things like that. But sometimes we run into roadblocks on the way there. And if you're just following a diet plan, it can be hard to uncover the kind of hidden things that are slowing you down. I tell you, in my work with clients, the more we work together, we often find that beneath the surface, there's a limiting belief holding them back. In the secret recesses of our brains, there might be a voice that whispers painful thoughts that really feel true. Here are a few examples of real comments that I've heard from real clients. I've heard, there's something wrong with me. I think I'm broken. Or, I think that I'll only find love if I'm skinny, but I'm not, so I must be unlovable. Or how about this one? In my family, when I was little, love was conditional based on how I behaved or how I looked. And I think maybe everyone's all-time favorite is this one. It pretty much sums it all up is, I am not enough. Oh, okay. Today, we're going to talk about where do those beliefs even come from? We're also going to talk about how to identify them. And of course, most importantly, we're going to talk about how to choose a new story to help you move yourself towards freedom. This is a good one. All right, you ready, my friend? Let's get to it. Do you ever feel like you know all the diet rules about eat this, but not that, and so you know what to do, but you just have a hard time actually doing it? I'm here to tell you, you are not the problem. Hi, I'm Lizzie. Welcome to the Confident Body Podcast, where we talk about all the mental and emotional parts of weight loss that diets don't tell you. It's time to step past the shame and the guilt from old diets and stop feeling like you're waiting to lose weight in order to fully participate in life. If you're ready to drop the diet mindset and learn what it takes to truly feel happy and confident in your own skin, you're in the right place. Let's get started. All right. Thank you for being here today. I really want to pause and appreciate you. Thank you for taking your time to have a listen to this episode. I, I cannot thank you enough. I am so grateful for you and that you are taking your time to listen today. I've got a good one for you. So let's start it off with a story. I want to start with a story about a client of mine. Let's, let's call her Rosie. So Rosie had tried to lose weight, you know, lots of times. She had done Weight Watchers and keto and all, you know, all the things. And Rosie was also very self-aware. She could identify some of the thoughts in her heads that would trip her up. And she was also very open about when she would make progress and see a step forward, but then also see a step backward. She could articulate all the negative stories that were coming up for her. You know, she would tell me things like, you know, I recognize in my mind, I'm telling myself this always happens. No matter what I do, it's never going to work or never works for long. I always slide back. It doesn't matter anyway. Things like that. So I asked her, tell me, Rosie, like, what is all of this for anyway? What, what do you think you'll feel when you lose the weight? What's on the other side of that rainbow? And she thought about it for a minute. And then she said, acceptance. Hmm. And I kind of, you know, tilted my head with curiosity. And I said, that's interesting. Tell me more. And so she began to tell me about how she has an older sister. And when she was young, the messages she received about how great the older sister was and how she, Rosie, was not living up to the standard of expectations. It was hard living in the shadow of her sister. And, you know, who knows what message her parents kind of wanted to send, but that was the message that Rosie received. 
she felt like no matter what, she was always falling short. And so she turned to food to feel better. But that made things worse for her because now, again, in Rosie's perception, she was the quote unquote fat sister and she had no self-discipline. So I asked Rosie, I said, what do you think is the story that your younger self learned and internalized when you were little? And, you know, like I said, she's very self-aware. And so she sat back and she thought about it. And then she said, you know, I think you've really hit on something here. The three biggest belief distortions that I'm aware of are, number one, I am broken at a fundamental level. Number two, I'll never be enough. And number three, love is conditional based on behavior. Whoa, boom. (laughs) It's no wonder with that kind of narrative constantly playing in the background that it would be hard for her to see progress. Have you ever felt like that at all? Yeah, it's not your fault. We, even if we've had a beautiful childhood, we all manage to pick up beliefs that don't serve us. Things like it's safer to not stand out, or you have to earn your worthiness with good grades or a good job. Do any of these thoughts resonate with you? I know, I know I've had them before. In fact, <laughs> it's a little, uh, it might get a little emotional here. I'm going to try not to, but here's a quick story about how my younger self learn to believe a story that it's safer not to stand out. So when I was young, I went to summer camp and I thrived at summer camp. I was a little tomboy athlete kid. And so all the outdoors sporty type things were just my jam. And at the end of camp each year, they gave out awards for the various activities like tennis, archery, land sports, you know, things like that. And I had I had a best friend at camp. I also was the kind of kid that like had one like super close friend and then like I knew the other kids but like I had that one friend like I put all my ass uh, eggs in the basket of this one friend and so you know this was somebody I felt like I could confide in and so I told her you know I felt like I could trust her I told her that I wanted to try and get the award for all the activities that I participated in like this was kind of a goal that I had for myself at camp and so she started to tease me. Um, she said, you know, like, oh, that's, that's kind of being a show off. And, you know, I took it as a joke at first, but you know how young girls can be. And it became kind of a thing. It, it went on for a week or two. And it became so much of a thing that she decided to use her arts and crafts time to make me a t-shirt that said in very big letters, I am a show off. Yeah. So isn't it crazy how sometimes something so little and silly can still hurt today? Like it's it's difficult to recount this story. And I think back on like younger me and and sure, maybe I appeared to be a show off, but also like that really hurt. And looking back as an adult as an adult now, I know that this girl did not mean to wound me. She just thought that I was a little big for my britches and it was something funny that um perhaps got taken a little bit too far. And even though I would not have been able to articulate it at the time, I can look back now and realize that my psyche learned a strong lesson from that. I learned that if you stand too tall, you become a target. If you go all out and you genuinely shine your brightest, other people might not like it. And, you know, we've talked about before in our subconscious survival brains, we are wired to fit in with the tribe because that is literally survival. It is life or death in the subconscious mind. And I can look back over the years between that day and this one, and I know there's been plenty of times that I've held myself back 
and maybe like not made the suggestion at work, or maybe I didn't complete, excuse me, compete fully in like a group wellness challenge so that I didn't look like a show off. I was afraid of what other people would think. And it's been subtle and it's been beneath the surface, but it's been there. I remember talking to my coach um, about my strengths and my skills, and I was trying to figure out, like, how can I best contribute to the world? This was at a time in my life when I was really sort of between uh, roles, between jobs, and I was like, I just feel a little lost. And so I was kind of looking into what do I love to do? Um, Where do I shine? And in the session together, I remember the story coming back up when I was talking with my coach, and I realized that I hesitated to really shine because I did not want to be perceived as a show-off. And my coach helped me identify the limiting story that I had been telling myself. And it was so powerful. Has something like this ever happened to you? I mean, everyone's story and experience is different. But while no one's story is exactly the same, sometimes the themes can rhyme. They, They tend to sound similar. Listen, you are not broken. Whatever your story is, here's here's why our brains do this. As we know, our brains are wired to keep us alive. The primitive part of the brain knows that assimilating in with the tribe means safety. It means survival. And though we're born into this world feeling completely whole and enough, we start learning early on that what is okay and what is not okay in order to fit in with the tribe. The first time we hear the word no, our little brains begin to worry and notice what the rules are and what rules we need to follow in order to fit in with the tribe. Of course, our tribe when we're little is our family. And naturally, people are flawed, even parents, especially parents. (laughs) No matter how amazing your parents were or weren't, your little brain may have picked up on, you know, what are the things that makes mommy happy? Or what are the things that makes daddy angry? And our brains create rules based on what makes sense to a a four-year-old, a six-year-old, an 11-year-old. And whether you picked up a limiting belief when you were little at home or when you were at camp when you were 11, it's important to identify it so that we can move past it. So that all sounds great, but okay, how? How do we get to identify, first of all, what is the story underneath it? And then, of course, how do we get past it? All right, so... Step number one is to identify the limiting belief in the first place. And there are a couple of questions you can ask yourself to help uncover that belief that might be holding you back. So here's one way. Question number one, think of your goal. I want to lose weight because why? What is on the other side of that rainbow? Let's think, think beyond the surface stuff. Get a little deeper than I want my clothes to fit. What is it that you think you will really feel when you lose weight? Acceptance? Belonging, worthiness, enough. Have you got that feeling identified? What is it that you want to feel? What is it that you think you will feel after you lose the weight? Okay, once you've got that, question number two. Now that you've got that feeling identified, what is the sentence that explains why you don't have that feeling now? So for example, if you believe that you will feel accepted once you lose the weight, what is the sentence in your mind that prevents you from feeling it now. Like, for example, love is based on looks. People will invite me to things if I'm thinner. Um, Let's say the feeling you're looking for is to feel enough. So what is the sentence that's holding you back? Maybe it's something like, I have to earn my worthiness. It's like the worth counter starts over fresh at zero each day. 
and my value is based on how much I do each day. But then each day, each morning, I'm back to zero. Okay, that was a couple of sentences, but you get it. All right. So another way to identify your limiting thought is to imagine you're successful. You've you've completed your goal. You've lost the weight. Yay! And it's easy to think about why this is good, but let's look a layer deeper. What could go wrong if you get what you want? What if you do lose the weight? Who might not be so thrilled? Would your friends think you abandoned them because you don't go out for drinks anymore? Would anyone feel jealous? Would you gain a little too much attention, possibly unwanted attention? Maybe there's a story deep under the surface that you've been telling yourself that you have a big dream that you'd really like to pursue, but you've been waiting until you lose the weight in order to really give it your all to go for this dream. And so if you do lose the weight, then you no longer have an excuse to go for that big dream. And that can be scary. Sometimes it's easier to hide. Sometimes it's easier to play small. So think, ask yourself, what is the downside of having success? That can help you identify the limiting belief in your mind. Remember, your brain is really good at protecting you. Even if the threat that your subconscious mind is perceiving, even if your conscious mind sees it as silly, your subconscious mind is way more powerful and it will hold you back from success if it thinks that success could jeopardize your safety. Uh, Speaking of safety, the third way you can look to identify a limiting story is to think about what feels safe or rather what doesn't feel safe. So for example, if you want to lose weight, does that mean you'll have to give up your favorite foods forever? What about when you're lonely or sad or angry or bored? How will you handle those feelings without food? I had a client who shared with me once that she was teased for being, you know, for being the fat kid at school. And so she learned not to eat in front of other people. But that meant she would go home and binge and eat in secret. And so losing weight was a threat to her psyche because it would mean losing her friend, food. So think about what feels not so safe. All right. So now that you've identified your limiting story, sit with it for a minute. Whew. Offer yourself some self-compassion. Younger you was just doing their best. Younger you developed coping mechanisms that made sense at the time. Your brain was just trying to take care of you by developing this limiting story to keep you safe. It's okay. My brain developed the rule, the story, that it's not okay to shine, to keep me safe, to prevent me from being teased and ostracized by, quote unquote, the tribe. And so it's okay. My younger self was just doing the best she could. So think about younger you. It's okay. Give your younger self a kind of a a mental hug. Offer them some love. Tell that younger you, I love you, kid. It's all right. Okay. Whew. That was deep. (laughs) Let's take a breath. How you doing? We okay? You feeling the feels? Because I know I am. I'm trying to keep it together over here. But okay. When you're ready, after you've given yourself some self-compassion, let's look at that limiting story. Whether it's something like, it's not safe to fully shine, or if I lose the weight, I'll lose my friends, or I need to earn my worth, whatever it is, now that you've identified it, 
you can see that this was not your sentence. Someone else gave it to you. You learned it somewhere from outside of yourself. Someone else taught it to you. It's not your fault. However, now that you see it, it is your responsibility. Let me say that again. This limiting belief is not your fault, but it is your responsibility to decide whether or not you want to keep it, whether or not you want to own it. It came from somewhere else, but now that you see it, you got to decide, is it mine? Do I own it? Or do I want to choose a different story? Do you want this sentence to be true for you? Someone else gave it to you and your subconscious adopted it as your truth. That's okay. It's not your fault, but it doesn't have to be your truth. Now that you see it, you need to decide if you still want it to be true for you. If so, then you own it. That's fine. You're choosing it, but you don't have to. You can choose what you want to be true for you. Now you may be thinking, yeah, but it's not that easy to just choose another thought when this one feels very true, like it's been true my whole life. I get that. But let's look at an example of a time when your beliefs may have changed. So think think in your mind, what's an example of something you've done that you perhaps surprised yourself a little? You know, maybe you moved to a new city and you figured out how to do that. And like, what you I never thought I would live in New York or Chicago or, you know, wherever. Maybe you learned how to bounce back after a loss, like a loved one passed or a job loss. Maybe it's as simple as you surprised yourself by driving past the drive-thru one day instead of following your old patterns. You can change your thinking. What was once true for you may not always be true. Like, here's another example. Think about a crush you had when you were young, like somebody you had a crush on in high school. Think about how much you loved that person. How do you feel about them now? (laughs) Chances are your thoughts about this person have possibly changed. And if what was true for you then can change, it's also true that what feels so real now could change in the future. You get to choose it. So what is the story you want to choose? When I realized that I had been holding myself back because I didn't want to be a show off, it still felt very true that it could be a threat to really shine. I mean, who am I kidding? It still feels true now. But two things can be true at the same time. I chose and I choose to decide that God put me on this earth with my exact talents and strengths and foibles and flaws for a reason. God wants me to be as me as I can be. And God wants you to be as you as you can be. I choose to believe that the more I can be all me, that the right people will gravitate towards me. And the people that aren't for me, they'll they'll probably self-select themselves out of my atmosphere. And you know what? The more that I'm just unapologetically me and allow myself to shine in my way, the happier I am. And believe me, it's a practice. Those old patterns of hiding are still there. And your old patterns will be there too. But you get to choose what story you want to focus on. Like maybe you want to choose the belief that the right people will love you no matter what you weigh. Maybe you want to choose to believe that you're strong enough to feel those heavy, big emotions without turning to food, even if it's just for three or four seconds at a time. Maybe you want to believe that you love yourself enough to know that you can figure this out. And maybe you want to believe that your worth is innate and not something you have to earn. Remember, you are a masterpiece 
a piece of the master. Mm, Okay, I want to leave you with an image, ready? So imagine that when we are born, our souls hold this bowl of light, this pure, unadulterated, that's a tough word to say, this pure, unadulterated light that shines so bright and so beautifully. And as we grow and learn, rocks get put in our bowl, you know, here and there. And the rocks are these limiting beliefs, and they come from outside of you. But now that the rock is in the bowl, it dims your light. The light is still there. It's innate, but you may, and you may not have put the rock in your bowl in the first place, but now that it's there, you need to decide whether you want to keep it or drop it behind you as you keep moving on. Your worthiness is the light. You were born worthy. You don't have to earn it. It's always shining. It's always there. It's like the sun. You know, it's burning out there in our universe, whether we can see it with our eyes or not. It's still shining. Like even if it's nighttime here, the sun is still shining. It's still there. Your worthiness, whether you choose to view it, whether you choose to accept it or not, it is there no matter how many rocks you've picked up over the years. Your one job is to see it, is to receive it, and to let your light shine. Mm. All right, that is what I've got for you today. Thank you so much for being here. If there's anything in this episode that's helped you, I would love for you to think of one person that you could share it with, one person that could benefit from feeling a little bit less alone, a little bit less like maybe maybe they're not the problem. You know, maybe it's your sister, your mom, your roommate from college, whatever. Anyway, please share it with somebody. And um, I talk about this in my book as well. There's a whole chapter on how to feel enough. And my book is called You Are a Miracle. It's available on Amazon. Go check it out. And finally, remember, love yourself because you are one of a kind. There is literally only one you. You are uncomparable. And when there's only one of something, it is valued. It is treasured. You, my friend, are the greatest treasure you can give this world. Let your light shine. All right. I will talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening today. Real quick, before you go, I wanted to share with you that I've opened up a few new spots for private coaching with me. If you're getting everything you need to address all the mind chatter around your body from the podcast, then that is amazing. I am so glad. And if you're feeling like maybe you're ready to take what you're learning to the next level, then let's work together. There is no one size fits all program that works for everyone. So that's why we address the specific challenges that you face. And together we customize the goals and accountability that work for you so that you can start feeling confident in your skin. And most importantly, stop waiting until after you lose weight to participate in life. If you'd like to explore what that might look like for you, please go to my website and schedule a free call at www.confidentbody.coach. Or if you're an introvert like me and you just like us to get to know each other a bit, that's great too. Send me an email at lizzie at confidentbody.coach. You were created for a reason. God does not make mistakes. You have something special and unique that only you can bring to the world. The world needs you to shine exactly as you are. So don't wait. We are counting on you. You are a miracle. Go shine your light today.